0: Father, we bless and praise you for this day, and we thank you for the visitors, we thank you for the members, we thank you for the guests, we thank you even for just the opportunity to come together. We thank you that we have come in order to lift up your name. And as we start off this brand new year, we thank you for your word. (laughs) For it's your word that keeps us, it's your word that sustains us, it's your word that empowers us. It's your word that encourages us. It's your word that expands us. It is your word. your word. And so we thank you now for your word for this hour. And we bless you for it that will fall on the good soil of our hearts and that it will gain great root and that it will grow up as a mighty yoke by the water. And that folks will see the change that is in us, which will cause a change in them. We bless you and honor you for it, Father. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I am so ecstatic. I guess is the best word to uh, to use. Most folks, the last Sunday of the year, they talk about the upcoming year. But uh, it was led, placed on my heart to have a, for us to have a guest last um, Sunday, and he dropped something on us that was just a <laughs> just a Amen. blessing i was happy for two reasons one reason i had to preach that morning because i could just rest and listen the second one is because he had a word that was pertinent to the situation and so we, we just thank god for them and i already told him that he's on he's going to be getting a letter to come back the last sunday of this upcoming year also so we just thank god for the opportunity and having friends that would do that kind of to do that for us but now it's my turn I, I think it's my responsibility to you as the lead sheep as, as one of our bishops that we were under used to call, it, call himself as the lead sheep <coughs> to let everyone know this is what I see as being in the front and because sometimes when you're in the back, and you know, and, and you know, when you're in the back, you got the same view. Now let that sink in. And all you know is that we're going in a direction, we're going in a direction. But I want to just encourage you today to speak into your lives that you will know what God has specifically for you. Um, I've seen and I've heard and I've even interacted with folks who um, believe that the pastor is supposed to do everything in the church. And I don't have a problem with doing stuff. But the one thing that I do know is the fact that the person that does is the person that receives. If we look at the guys with the talents, the two guys that went out and did something received something back. The one that didn't do nothing got himself in some trouble. Okay. But even more so, the new philosophy that Jesus brings forth in this is, is the fact that we are all disciples. There's no high disciples. There's no low disciples. There's no disciples that are not Uh, the same level. Now, our, our levels may be the fact with our knowledge, but there's no differentiation in God's eyes. We are all disciples. And some of us have different levels of responsibility. We have different levels of things that God has called for us to do. And so at God's house, we never want you to feel that you're not a part. We want you to feel that you have an effect on how this ministry touches other people's lives. Mm-hmm. That you, like, they like, the, like the song, I can't think of the name, CC Sound Machine, I Got the Power. Y'all remember that from way back? Y'all tell me y'all age now. But they had that song, and you have the power. And my responsibility as the lead sheet is to say you have been empowered to do but this is the parameters by which we do it. Okay. So that way, when you say something, you know it's not an assumption. It's what you know to be true. Okay. Cause we know that when I, you know, I don't work with some folks. And they say, well, I thought that's what they said. Oh Lord, that's why we're in trouble now. Because you were thinking. Just ask them what they said. It's just easy to ask, to get clarity, to have a good understanding. Remember, Proverbs 4-7. Wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get an understanding. Mm-hmm. That ain't even in my notes, but I'm excited about that right there. But because understanding allows us to make decisions instead of having to wait for someone to make the decision for us. That's what empowerment is. Empowerment means I'm giving you responsibility, but I'm still going to provide you with overwatch in case you get in a little bit over your head and need some assistance. Because if you don't do, you won't know. Mm -hmm. We call them on Monday mornings, we call them the armchair quarterbacks (laughs) that sit there the next day and say, well, if I was quarterbacking, this is what I would have did and we would have won the game. But they ain't played football since flag football days in the fifth grade. <laughs> but we want to be that the church that is involved, that the, the community knows that we're there. And when things happen, they say, where's God's house at? Mm-hmm. Something ain't, if God's house is not here, then something ain't right. Because they want to affect the community for the good. That is their purpose. That is what they're driven here I didn't choose Simpsonville, South Carolina Originally I didn't even choose South Carolina Hmm. We was going to be in Texas or Hawaii But God brought us here And I believe It's part of his plan for our lives Mm -hmm. I do have some scriptures. The first one is We ain't going there yet, but I'll just tell you so you can get ready. Psalms, the 84th chapter. And the reason I said all that is because I'm... I'm, I was was actually wrestling this week with this to talk about this. Because I'm getting ready to reveal some, some, some things that God has been dealing with me about that I have not fully worked through. And so the first thing is... When God called us back in 1985, 86, I'll never forget it. Yolanda and I were driving in a car, and I said, Hey, you know, I believe God has called me to be a minister at the time. She said, Well, I ain't too sure about that, because I don't think I'm supposed to be a minister's wife. (laughs) Now, don't take that the wrong way, because I was happy she said that, did, I didn't have to pursue that. <laughs> but as time went on and God's calling us, and a long time ago, he took me to the story of Jacob. And Jacob, his name even means schemer. Jacob was my kind of guy. Always thinking, always figuring it out. But one day Jacob got himself in a little bit too much trouble. Had to run away from home because his brother was going to kill him for real. While he was out there by himself using a rock as a pillow, he saw a vision. And in that vision he saw angels ascending and descending up this ladder. And then an angel came and talked to him and said, what do you see? He said, I see angels ascending and descending. And as they were interacting, he started wrestling with the angel. And the angel says, hey, I got my duties I got to go do. You need to let me go. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. The angel said, I ain't going to bless you. I'm going to make you walk funny him in his hip, makes his hip go out of joint. So he's going to walk with a limp the rest of his life. He still wouldn't let go. The angel just made a declaration over him. And this is where God stopped me and made me think. He said he's in the middle of a desolate place. Spiritual things are going all around him. And he can see them, but he's not a part of it. Mm-hmm. And as he's trying to become a part there's some things that he has to get rid of, but he's not willing to get rid of, and so he has to be reconfigured mm-hmm. in order for this thing to happen. I think as Jacob was walking around, and he had to do that little, you know, we tried to make it the cool walk when he was coming up, you know, when you had your little, <laughs> little limp, you know, you had your cool walk. Mm-hmm. But I think it reminded him every time of that interaction. And then the thing, it was like, Neon letters went off in the scriptures. And Jacob said, I'm going to call this place Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. I said, that's what we're going to call our church. Whenever God tells us to run, that's what we're going to call our church. We're going to call it Bethel. And as I kept thinking about it, I kept thinking, kept working with it. I said, you know what? No. We're not trying to be all theological and all this. We're just gonna call ourselves the house of God. But then I said, them initials ain't gonna work for me. What y'all get it? I mm-hmm. ain't <laughs> want us to be the whole church. So I said, what can I say with the same connotation that will still bring about the meaning? And that's how we came up with God's house. And the reason I'm telling you this is so that, that you understand that I didn't wake up one morning and say, we're going to start a church called God's house. This has been a process of over 20 years that God has been wrestling with me, making me walk funny mm-hmm. in order to position me so that we can do this thing the way he wants it done. Make it funny. And so as we look at Jacob and using that and See how we got our name. One of the things that I used to do, that I, I, I'm getting ready to get back to, is I used to, before I went to bed, I made sure I read scripture, so that'd be the last thing that'd be on my mind. So that'd be the last thing on my mind. And so I got I ran into Psalms 84. And Psalms 84, I'm going to go through this just a little bit. I may have to make this a part two now that I'm. I'm looking at my notes because I ain't even start my notes yet. The Amplified Version says it like this. Psalms 84, 1 says this. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. We want God's house to be a lovely place. When folks come in, we want them to feel that they family, and we just family they hadn't even met yet. Mm -hmm. Now, I ain't talking about the cousin that you had to sit in the corner or the uncle that, you know, you had to keep him outside because you know. I'm talking about that centralized, the family, and even if that person is that cousin or that uncle, they still know we're family and can come in and be a part. Mm -hmm. But how can we make a person a part? We provide them the opportunity to become a part. How you do that? By interacting. Sometimes just saying a simple hi, instead of staring them down as they walk through the seat, <laughs> and then they sat in your seat. So now you now you looking at them all cross-eyed. <laughs> that's not that's not that's that's not the law of this house. This house don't operate like that. There is no designated seats in the house. You get here first, you get your pick. All right. Amen. Hey, now I was brought up in a church where you where, where you had pews with your name on it, so don't so don't get me started on that. I, I know about it. <laughs> I done saw folks I done saw folks get jacked by the ushers for the family. You can't sit right there. You can't you can't sit right there. The family's coming in. Yeah. Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> then it says, How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul, my life, my inner self longs." and greatly desires the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. We want the worship to be such that when folks walk in here, that they say, I heard that song before, but it's got a different meaning because it's touching me in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's causing me to really see the grandeur of who God is and how God is looking out on my behalf. That's why I was laughing because our first song for the day was, you make me happy. Yes, yes. You give me joy. Uh-huh. You take pain the pain away. Thank you, Father. Guess what? I'm so in love, so in with, love. with you. So meaningful. It says, my heart and my flesh sing for joy. I have been around some folks in the military that if you told them that they they, they couldn't sing worth singing, <laughs> they, they, they could call cadence, they could do all that stuff, but if you asked them to hit a note, I don't care how big you made it, they wasn't going to hit it. <laughs> but the fact is, they were excited mm-hmm. about the opportunity to sing. Yeah. And so we were, the environment that we want is as we are as we are worshiping as a corporate body that everyone will feel that they are a part of the worship. Now, I gotta add this, this little side note. The reason I say you can stand if you wanna stand because it's not mandatory. If you don't wanna stand, you ain't got to stand. Mm-hmm. You could have had a long. You might just got off of work. So don't you start slatting eyes at them. Say you earth past they stand. No, I said, if you want to stand, uh-huh. you may stand. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we family. Right, right. All we want you to do is get on the bus and enjoy the presence of God with us. And you might get so excited you start running. You know what I'm saying? We gotta make this thing real for folks. Amen. Verse 3 says, the bird has found the house. The animals don't want to be in the house of the Lord. And the swallows make a nest for themselves, where they may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Even the, 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 the elements, everything around wants to be a part of what God's got going on. If y'all were here for our very first service, I said something, and, I, and I did, I've been saying this all since God has called us. We are not looking to become anything more than what God wants us to be. We're not looking to be so many members because that's not what God's called me to be. God's called me to train and to educate and empower people to perform what He's called for them to do. Okay. And I can't I, I would I would feel very wrong if I had a bunch of folks that, that had the tools and we were not using them for God's glory. Mm. Because I just want to have this many folk. Yeah. That's why when we were sitting in a meeting one time, and God said, yeah, I got between six and 700 members. And the guy said he went to his service, and he had 23 members. Now, he said, I told you, I had between six and 700 members. Now, see, you thinking I'm saying 600 and 700. He's saying the number six and 700. See, now, see, look at that. The light go off now. Like, because the numbers are irrelevant. What is relevant is what impact are we having to our environment? What are we doing? What are we changing? Uh We're supposed to be the change agents. We ain't supposed to be the ones that are being changed. Now, I know somebody's going to write me theologically about that, and I'll deal with you when when you write me. He says, Blessed and greatly favored are those who dwell in your house and your presence. Y'all not not hearing that one. Mm -hmm. Blessed. Uh, happy, fortunate, and to be envied, and greatly favored, not just favored, but greatly favored, I had to put that adjective on it take it to another level, are those who dwell in your house and in your presence. Amen. There have been some situations whereby folks have lived in houses where the father was a good man. He went to work, he made sure everybody had, and then some, but he didn't interact with his children. And so that caused some tension later on in life. But God is saying, no, when you come in, not only do I have this house that I prepared, this atmosphere I prepared for you, but I'm in the middle of this atmosphere, and I'm there just for you. Just for you. He says, if you call on me, I'll show you great and mighty things. If you spend time with me, I'll reveal the hidden, the mysterious things that you need information and data for. And as you're in his presence, songs will raise up in you. You say, I ain't a singer, but you just, you know how you do in the shower. Mm -hmm. You know how you do when you check every room make sure ain't nobody in the house. And you just take that time just to sing Amen. unto the Lord. But staying in his presence and, and getting that connection causes something to rise up in us and say, I ain't the greatest of singers, but I just want to sing a song to you. One of the things that, back in the day, one of the things that they used to always tell you if you was going to be a player that you had to have a little song that you you had to know all the words to it, but just enough to get her mind to thinking about what you sing. Why? Because what the song does that words don't. It provides this this uh, aroma, this fragrance around the words. So I, if I if I went up to Yolanda and I said, you know, it's got to be real. <laughs> I can write a book on how you making me feel. <laughs> you know, I can do something like that, or I can sing it, and I ain't singing it. <laughs> Go ahead, sing see, it. See, I know yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my song I use. That's, see, I, I ain't forget it. But the, the thing was, it caused a different atmosphere. Me saying it compared to me singing it uh-huh. caused a different atmosphere. Uh-huh. Brothers, I'm giving you something to put in your kit bag if you're listening. <laughs> Then it says, blessed, um, verse 5, blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you. I'm not looking for strength in myself. I'm not looking for what I can do. I'm looking for how I can be used by God in order to accomplish what he has for me to do. I was talking to a good friend just the other day. He said, you know, in the Army we had this thing called priorities of work. And the priorities of work is you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Now, number six may be the easiest thing, but you ain't going to do six until you knock not got one through five. If you do it out of order, you cause issues later on down the road. That's why you have to have the priorities of work. Because that number one may affect other areas that need that done in order for them to perform what they need to do. He said, You know what my prayer has been lately? Lord, let my priorities of work be your priorities of work. I said, Boy, I gotta write that down. I was on the phone with, I said, I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. Is my priority of work your priority of work? <laughs> Bless you. Because that's what we wanna do. We want to worship God in spirit. We want to worship God in truth. But it's got to be how God says to do it and not how we say, God, this is how you're going to take it. If God says, God says, I don't like onions, don't you serve him nothing with onions. Now, he might be nice enough to eat it, but he ain't going to be as happy as if you took the onions off. Because if you do it the way that he said, that means you listened and you care enough about him to reveal, ladies. I'm trying to show you something too. But then you get back. Blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you, whose hearts are the highways to Zion, the holy city, where folks interact with you and they start feeling your heart. Does it lead them like a highway to the presence of the Lord? That's what I want. For God's house I want I want the hurt I want the stanking, I want all them folks to come up in here mm-hmm. I want them to come up in here and realize that it's not about anything exterior but it's about the heart Amen. because that's what we want God's house to be if you if God had a house and you was able to go to God's house you have certain expectations that you would have for God's house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. saying? So if I go to God's house and it's got you know, bolts all across the door do not enter, no solicitors all them other signs out there, this ain't God's house. (laughs) Because guess what? Everyone is welcome at God's house. You see what I'm saying? Everyone is welcome. Come on in. The door's unlocked. Come on in here and have a seat. You you hungry? You need something to drink? You need something to eat? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get y'all to wrap around this because we we're, gonna, we're, gonna, yes. we're, we're walking in it, but I want us to press into it. Yes. it. Says passing through the valley of weeping, that it will make a place of springs. The early rains also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength, and in the uh, amplified oh and the amplified sorry. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. God is a, as, as we walk in, in the presence, in, in the house of God, and we start becoming more like his children, and we start forming the family of God, it starts making us stronger. It starts empowering us more. And it starts energizing us to the point whereby we can say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yes. He says, each of them appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob. Now let's take a break and think about that. That's what Selah means. Hmm. A selah. Pause. Let's think about it. Think about it. Take a think about it. He says, see our shield, O God, and look at the face of your anointed the king as your representative. And then we get into the part that I I love this part. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. Lord, if I could if I had to be anywhere else, I would not be happy. But if I can be in your presence. Just a moment in your presence. The Bible says that in his presence it's not just joy, but it's the fullness of joy. of joy. Not just joy, but full, complete, total joy is in his presence. It says, I would rather stand as the doorkeeper. Back in the day, they used to have there wasn't all that, all that electronic. Every time I read this, I think about this. They had the guy in the elevator, had his nice little uniform on, and he's standing there with his hand on the lever. What floor, please? And he do the handle, take it to that floor, let you down. That's what I think about. All he had to do was just stand there, let you get on the elevator, take you where you need to go. We see on some uh, more classy uh, uh, apartment buildings, they had a guy out there, the doorman, have on that extra long, and he let you in and, you know, provides concierge service and get you a cab and all that other stuff. Do, can, you, can you be that person? Can you be that person in God's house? Can you be the one that doesn't have to stand up front and talk to the people? Can you be the one that scrubs that toilet for the fourth time because it ain't getting clean? Can you be that one? Yeah. He says, for Daniel, of course, is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper. Now listen to how he says. It. I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God. I can't even get in the house. But as long as I'm that close, I'm just happy. If I can just be that close, he said, then to live at ease in the tents of wickedness. I want folks to feel when they come into God's House Christian Church that I am wanted, I am needed, I am essential yes. to the functionality yes. of this organization. Yes. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. It says, When the Lord God is a sun and shield, the Lord bestows grace and favor and honor, no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. Y'all didn't catch that? Mm-hmm. No good thing no good will thing. he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You obey the rules of the house, you get the blessings Woo-hoo. of the house. <laughs> you do what God says to do, no matter what Else looks like, you do it the way God tells you to do it, you get God's results. Peter was talking that junk like he always does. Mm-hmm. And they and said, What, y'all don't pay taxes? Peter's like, Yeah, we pay taxes. He said, Well, well taxes are due. Okay, no problem. Peter, Jesus taxes to do. She was like, why are you open your mouth about taxes? He said, I'll tell you what you do. go over there, throw a line, pull that fish out, take out whatever is in his mouth and go play, pay our taxes. Now Peter could have said, how ah, we going to get some she didn't I just tell you we got to pay the taxes? But Peter was obedient. He did what he said and the fish had a coin in his mouth in order for them to pay taxes. Now that don't make sense. But it makes God. Yes. He's saying, you want to say something crazy? I'm going mean, to have you do something crazy in order. Because well, our perception is, how are you going to pay taxes fishing? I understand you got a fishing business, Peter. I understand all that. But how are you going to pay with just a You ain't even got a net. You're going to use a pole and a, and, a, and a line and pull. How is this going to happen? And then it happens. He's going to have to do it his way. It says, O oh Lord of hosts, how blessed... And greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. I got one more scripture I want us to hit, and then I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. It says, O Lord of hosts, how blessed and how greatly favored is the man who trust in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. Okay. Let me let me O oh Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you. Relying on you and committing himself to you with confident hope, and expectation. y'all still ain't catching. Hallelujah. Oh Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, committing himself to you. Now I just want to point this out because y'all y'all not catching hold of the hold of the hold of the uh, grammar. It, he, he's saying believing, relying, committing. The I-N-G means it's continually con- committing himself to you. And along with that believing, relying, and committing, he has this confident hope. I know it's going to happen because God's word is saying God can't lie. Uh-huh. And because he has that confident hope, it increases his expectations. Now, with all that said about God's house, I want us to go to First Corinthians, the third chapter, sixteenth verse. First Corinthians, third chapter, sixteenth verse. This is an add here, so I don't have it. Well, I can add it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. 1 Corinthians, 3rd chapter. First Corinthians, the 3rd chapter, 16th verse. Okay, it says this. First Corinthians 3, 16 in the King James says, Know you not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Didn't you know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So everything that we said about Psalms 84 is not this location. It's you. It's you. saying is everyone is welcome at God's house. Because I can't get in you. But I can get at you. I can be beside you. So God's house is not this location of meeting and gathering. It is us going forth touching the lives of other folks. That's why we call God's house, Christian church. Because I love the duplexity of the meaning. Not only is it just God's house of us coming together as a congregation, but it's us as individuals going forward, spreading the good news. It's our commission. He said, don't you know that you are the temple of God? And so everything that we talked about in Psalms 84, all the blessings and everything can come to us if we commit ourselves the way of the Lord and walk according to his statutes and his instructions. 2017 was a great time for us. We started, we had a great time. We did, did a uh, were able to do a baptism service. We've been able to go out into the community and touch lives. But I'm sorry. I believe there's more for us to do. I believe that 2017 was a good start, but it does matter how you finish. Right. I used to run track. I was, I was okay. I could, I could do all right to get around the track. But the one thing I never worried about, as long as there was track left, of anybody being in front of me, because I said if there's track left, I can catch them. It. If there's track left, I can catch them. And that's the same mentality. I can do as long as I have life in my body, I can still serve God. No matter what's wrong, I could be the furthest behind of everybody. But as long as I have breath, I can still serve. And because I'm naturally moving forward, when God throws that super on top of that natural, all of a sudden, I'm up front. I don't know, it just happened. I was just running. Next thing I know, it happened. And so that's what the mentality we want to have. Not only is God's house the place where we come together to empower one another, but it's us operating in our individual spheres of reference and interaction. And guess what that makes me go to? Now I'm closing. For real this time. Our sticky note for this week says this. Preparation increases opportunity for the manifestation of the goal. Preparation increases opportunity for the manifestation of the goal. An example. If I want to be more intimate with God, I want to spend more time with him in prayer. My preparation is to pray. The opportunity to pray. And then as I continue praying, I become more intimate with God. But just because your goal is to spend more time with God, and you, don't, and you think God needs to change your schedule, guess what happens? Hmm. Nothing. There has to be some adjustment. There has to be some work that we have to do in order to cause the environment around us to change. Preparation increases opportunity. Preparation increases opportunity. And the more you prepare, you can see. And as you can see, guess what happens? You start expecting. And as you start expecting, you start prepping more because of the expectation. It starts working this cycle whereby next thing you know, it's there. <laughs> and you, you know they it just kind of showed up one day. You're just like, hey, I'm actually doing it. Preparation increases opportunity. <laughs> For the manifestation of the door. I was just reading about Powerball. And I was thinking, if I bought they say the the, the, the uh yes. yeah, the chances are like two point six million to one. And so if I bought two 599 million tickets, that would increase my chance of winning, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm. If your preparation is that you start making more opportunities, the next thing you know the goal that you're looking for shows up. Mm. I'm just going to do it once and hope it happens. Mm. Maybe twice. Mm. Maybe three times. No! Do it! and do it, and do it, and do it, and more opportunities start showing up, and next thing you know, it's right there. And you didn't even know it was there. You just looked over there, how'd I get there? Because you have been doing all the work, setting everything in sight, and preparing it for what God has for you to do. Our vision for 2018 is this. This is our time of preparation we're preparing. We're working. We're doing what needs to be done so that we can refine ourselves for what God has for us in 20, 20, 2030, 20, 2040. 20, I'll be done before 2040, but bless the Lord. We want to start setting that stage now. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for revealing and showing how we came to be but most of all god we thank you for the ram of words that were produced as we went through these scriptures that your desire god is for us to be successful and that as we dwell in your house that we'll be blessed and greatly favored Because we're trusting in you, we're believing in you, we're relying on you, we're committing ourselves to you with a confident hope and an expectation. So we thank you and honor you for it. We bless you, God, for the great opportunity that you have given us. And as we go through the preparation process and seek more opportunities that you will manifest the goal that you have for us. To happen in our lives. We bless you and honor you for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give God a hand praise, man. Mm-hmm. That's good.